This is my first ever interview. Yeah. So like I've had I've had one interview that was like on like a live stream, but it was like never pre-recorded, never more no more than like 10 people ever saw it. So yeah, 100%. Like this is my first like real interview. So like super excited, you know. That's great. Glad to be that will be your first and uh yeah, I've started uh I edited for about a year, almost two years now, and I started uh, hosting a couple months ago, so I'm still pretty raw, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. to have you here. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm Mike, host of Studio One. We are a Toronto music platform showcasing artists of diverse genres and backgrounds. Can you please introduce yourself? My name is Falling Alice. And I am a Portland-based um, filmmaker, uh, producer, and rapper. So I go between a lot of different genres. <clears throat> so yeah, I do like say my latest single, "Nothing," is a house is a dark house track with some like Crystal Castle elements, and everything on that project fits into that similar vibe. But yeah, I used to make all kinds of different music i've made some like psychedelic rock i've made a lot of ambient music i've made a lot of hip-hop i've made some like heavier punk stuff too so yeah pretty much i am all over the place when it comes to music i make whatever i'm just in the mood for yeah yeah i was uh pretty much going over everything on your youtube and uh yeah, I saw kind of your growth over time, and it's just really cool to see. But we'll go back into your well, project you. specifically. For sure, man. So you're from Portland. How, is, uh, how has Oregon been handling uh, everything? Oregon's been – Oregon's a mess. Like, I mean, yeah, beginning of COVID with all the, like, with all the protests and stuff, it really felt like some post-apocalyptic movie. I was down there for a lot of the protests. And it's just like, oh my God, there's literally drones, like people filling the streets. It looks like something out of a Purge movie. And you've got like drones flying overhead with like an electronic voice telling people to like stand down. Wow. It was intense, like really intense. Yeah. And now like after that kind of died down a bit, now there's the huge homeless problem. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was down there shooting my, a new video that I'm about to release. Yeah. And yeah, it's like so many people are homeless and spend a lot of time shooting like Manu Video Sonder, just talking with all kinds of different people down there. And it's so many people that had a house very, very recently and with COVID, they just don't. Yeah, that's... So yeah, it's really intense. Portland got hit hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, uh, how were the protests? How were the... Uh... They relatively peaceful? Was there a lot of conflict? They're relatively peaceful. It depends. Like, yeah. it depended on the night. Say, when I was there, it was relatively peaceful. And a lot of the nights were relatively peaceful. But there were also incidents. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's, like, it's a mixture, as always, of mainly being peaceful. And then a couple incidents that are violent. And those are the incidents that actually get covered. So, it mm -hmm. is what it is. Yeah. But I'm really excited to, 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 to see the project. Like as someone, we have protests in Toronto too, but only a few um, didn't seem as insane. At least I've never heard of drones commanding people to see. <laughs> that's, um, that's an, it was so scary. Yeah. That's straight off like a movie or a video game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I can't wait for that. Cause I'm sure based on your, your shorts, it's going to be great. So I'm excited for that. So your artist name, Falling Alice, uh, it's a clear reference to Alice in Wonderland. Uh, yes. I really like the name. What's the story? Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So I went through a bunch of different artist names and I used to go by like, oh yeah, I went by a bunch of different things. Um, and I wanted to figure out, because I liked if you can see behind me, you see the rabbit mask? Mm -hmm. Yeah. From, um, I want that to essentially be... I want that. I have this character called the White Rabbit that is essentially just sort of my demons, I guess. But mm -hmm. honestly, I haven't really like figured out really what he represents. I'm like toying with it. But mm -hmm. if you've noticed, in most of my music videos, he appears somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm trying to keep that to be a long running thread. And I just want him to be like, I want to essentially create a universe of my music videos with storylines that run through them. So yeah, like that was something I had thought of early on that I really wanted to do. Cause I got the mask from my friend, Michael Webb, Michael makes on Instagram. He's an amazing Portland based artist. He makes a bunch of masks and he gave me one as a present a couple years ago being that one. Cause I kept using it for shows and all kinds of stuff just cause, cause I liked the look. So I decided to basically build a brand around that. I like the kind of trippy aesthetic of Alice in Wonderland and Lewis Carroll in general. I like the Jabberwocky. So I was thinking like, I need to come up with some kind of name that fits that. Also the idea that like, in a lot of like horror movies, the main character somehow is named Alice. That's like a repeating thing. Mm. So I was thinking like, okay, I want to go for like a light, subtle horror vibe. I want to go for something kind of trippy. I, the idea of falling, I liked a lot. And I just thought it sounded good together. I thought it like looked good when I like spelled it out. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the SEO was decent. So like I toyed with some names and then eventually I was just like, oh, well, I mean, originally I started with uh Falling Alice was going to be, because I was still making music, but I wanted to have a channel where it's promoted like underground artists. Mm-hmm. And I named that channel Falling Alice. And then after that didn't go anywhere, I realized why waste that name on this attempt of a channel, mm-hmm. just taking this as my artist name, because it's much better than all the other options that I've tried. Right. Yeah. When I uh, saw your name, I was like, this is uh, yeah, instant... Uh instantly uh attached it's a great name it's a great name thank you so uh, much it means a lot yeah so your gmail profile picture is uh tyler the creator (laughs) and it is and or um, ultra eagle uh which (laughs) is your favorite huh which era of tyler is your favorite which alter which era of tyler is my favorite yeah i don't know i don't know i think maybe mid mid-era like say like i like a lot of the older stuff but like maybe wolf i think wolf's probably my favorite tyler album but i like every tyler album a lot um my favorite song on the new on on igor is the first song Mm -hmm. um i don't remember what it's called i know uzi's featured on it and you wouldn't even guess that uzi's featured on it and it's just this really really hard jazzy beat and it's basically just an instrumental some like weird psychedelic like vocal riffs from uzi in the background and it's amazing yeah i like flower boy that's just because i saw him when i saw him in a show it was flower boy and that's the one i really uh i guess i grew i guess with that project uh so 100 percent. yeah and his yeah that was a moment for sure yeah his recent like teasers and 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 i guess snippets or at least i think did you hear the new song yeah I like I like the brand. I like the uh, it's like a, it feels like kind of a continuation to Igor, but yes. it's more of um, I want to call it like sort of industrially. Yeah. Like it's getting back to like the more like noisy roots of him, which I'm totally excited about. Because yeah, I like I like the whole like kind of noise rap scene. Like not really noise rap, but like light noise rap. Mm-hmm. Like more industrial, harder hitting, experimental. Like yeah, experimental hip hop is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, I went through uh, your first uh, short, at least on your YouTube, uh, is from the 48-hour uh, film contest. I did that coincidentally in 2015. You did that? Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. So what in my experience was, well, I was uh, young and stupid, but I was a camera. <laughs> Same. I didn't know how to use the ISO, so we had to reshoot a bunch of scenes. I also didn't want to stay too late because I wanted to go to bed early. So I just yep. like burned a lot of bridges with that one. But still, it was so, it was still a super memorable experience. Uh, how was your you your guys has turned up pretty good to be honest. Well, thank the you. Was solid and everything. Did you see both of them? Because they're two. The second one I think is the better one. Which one's back, uh, of mulch, back of mulch is the second 48 hour film. What was a 48 hour one? That was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. I was going to go into that too. I, I, I thought that was just like a short you guys made, but that's a really. No, that was okay. So my, my YouTube channel 
used to so i've been making music for like a long time mm -hmm. i've been making music for at least 10 years on the internet mm -hmm. but i used to keep my internet profile very separate mm -hmm. where like all my music had no association with my film and so my youtube channel used to just be a film channel mm -hmm. so now like 70 percent of my films are privated and i've just left a couple things up yeah. that i thought should probably stay there just because i want to archive them Everything else is there. It's just all unlisted. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. The 48-hour film festival is amazing. I did it like six years in a row. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. This is the thing I would look forward to every year is building my team, doing this. I'd get really excited. Wow. And yeah, because of COVID, we didn't do it this year, which was sad. So I was thinking about maybe like running my own, but I'm not sure yet. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. Um, my, but you like you just mentioned that you, a lot of your stuff is on this day. I, I want to like hack into your account and see what. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I can I can send you some links. For sure, I can definitely send you some links to some yeah. of the stuff that I think's worth watching still. Yeah. No, I'm sure. But also, yeah, a lot of it was all high school. A lot of it was all high school. So mm -hmm. and some middle school. So yeah, there's definitely just some certain things that I was just like, eh, I don't know if I want that as like a public thing when you go to my Falling Alice channel. Mm -hmm. But it's like I still treasure yeah. all of that era of content I made. Including yeah. Music. I did like a shot by shot cover of Hotline Blaine. I don't know where it is now anymore. And like <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. I borrowed clothes from like like Sears. Uh, Sears isn't a thing anymore uh like i i bought clothes and then i returned them and i borrowed my friend's bike jacket like motorcycle jacket like but like i took it down and now i i think about that no. i want it i want it back oh that is so awesome yeah it's fun time yeah i love that yeah so um you made a short film dedicated to andy warhol uh <laughs> oh my god you saw that yeah okay i got a i got a story about i got a story about this Course. I got a story about this. So this is senior year of high school when I made this. Keep, yeah. I'm 23 right now. I've been out of high school for about four years. Mm -hmm. So this is senior year of high school when I was like really in my film phase. Mm -hmm. And I made this because, yeah, I was just trying to take the meta of Andy Warhol and somehow make it even more meta. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the idea. And the quote at the end of art is anything you can get away with is something that I really would like to apply to my music. Mm. And so I had this idea and I decided, okay, I'm going to make this short. So I made it and I showed it to my film teacher at the time, mm -hmm. Mr. Bennett. And he was just like, Tristan, this is terrible. No <laughs> one's going to want to watch this. Why did you make this? <laughs> and I was like, no, Bennett's great. I promise you. This is the best thing I've ever made. And he's like, no, no, Tristan, you've made so many better movies. And then I'm like, no, Ben, I'm going to prove you wrong. So I submitted it to a local film festival and it got nominated for best experimental film. Uh, and then I just shoved in this face and I was just like, Bennett, you told me to suck and it didn't suck. I got a nomination. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Love stories of sticking it to the man per se. And oh, that's great. That's, that's such great. Uh, revenge yeah it was so good yeah so what part of uh warhol inspires you the most what aspect of him honestly i'm not really sure just kind of like that entire era of like experimental art and just pushing boundaries i really like mm -hmm. that entire scene of like him and like lou reed and laurie anderson like all of them being friends mm -hmm. that that entire era inspired me. Like I'm a huge Laurie Anderson fan, but yeah, I just like things that push the boundary in interesting ways mm. and just make you question what art actually is. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's, that's really a good way to put it. Cause uh, yeah, his movie, like I'm blanking the name of his movie. What's the, the Warhol movie? Uh, New York. It, it's about New York. It's his, it's his 24 hour long New York movie of the one shot of New York over the course of 24 hours. Mm. And it gets played at like different art galleries just all the way through is one piece. 
where it just gets projected and people have a bench and they come through and they sit down and they watch 20 minutes of it and then they get up and they leave and it just keeps running all night. Like that kind of thing I heard about and that like really inspired me. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like only people like uh, Shia LaBeouf would like to sit down and watch. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, 100%. Yeah. You can imagine like watching, like, like putting all and, your. And Jaden Smith. Shia LaBeouf Jayden and Jaden Smith together Jayden. on a date. Oh, that would be it. That would, uh, I like you just. You, you should realize that. Yeah, you could just say it out and uh, make that happen. Like. Oh, it needs to happen. Make some. They could make some art, at least. Yeah. So, in multiple shorts, you reference the movie Her. I, uh, I was a big fan too, and I, I, I guess I like to make shot for shots. I made a shot for shot of the trailer of Her. Uh, what, um, what aspect of that movie uh, caught your attention and kind of kept you going to bring it back in multiple works? Wait, which, which ones did I reference her in? Because I know I referenced her in Thoughts of You, and I think the soundtrack references her for um, Warholic. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. But yeah, no, I love her. Her is honestly like my favorite. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I want to like come out and say it's my favorite film of all time, but it's probably my favorite film of all time. Mm-hmm. I just remember the theater experience being amazing. Mm-hmm. I just remember like so many images from that movie have just been imprinted on my brain for the rest of my life mm. yeah I like think- yeah that movie, that movie made me cry the soundtrack's amazing especially like the moon song the moon song is one of my favorite songs that brings me back that brings me back i played that song a lot in my dorm yeah that when you mentioned the moon yeah song. no i have a specific memory of like crying in the car to the moon song repeatedly it's like yeah no that song's amazing yeah um i connected her to you know how essentially we we talk and socialize now because you know in her it's uh talking of an ai but like like i only see a handful of people now i don't know what it's like in in oregon you guys are all vaxxed up so maybe it's different now but um for the last year and change i feel like i felt like most of my friends could be just ai or bots and i wouldn't even be able to tell the difference yeah Uh, oh for sure no i was um i got this app recently that was like an ai chatbot so thinking about her i decided i was just gonna start trying to like romance the the chatbot and it was so creepy (laughs) because after like five minutes of talking to me and understanding how i talk it started to seem like a real person and I was terrified. So I just deleted the app. I was like, yeah, no, I, I can't take this right now. I don't know, man. I, I like I like to mess my brain around. Send it to me. I want to I want to fall in love. Okay, I'll send you the link. Yeah, it, yeah no, it was oh my god, it was terrifying. <laughs> can't wait. I'm like, no, hers really happening. Yeah. It well, it is. It is. We don't know about it. I'm sure it is already happening. Oh, it is. Yep. In some VR, small all of it. Definitely in Japan because there's a huge loneliness uh, issue there. But um, Asia too, probably China too. Like it'll be a huge boom. Investing, investing AI girlfriends. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get in early. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna let's go back to Bag of Mulch. Um, I, I I just thought it was a really quality piece of work. But um, thank you. Yeah, man. I, I uh, remember, uh, like when I saw the also, pet, that like, makes me happy. That yeah. makes that makes me happy uh, for the reason that like I was gonna get rid of all. I I almost got rid of a lot more films, mm-hmm. and then I was like, no, these are the ones that I need to keep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that makes me feel like I made the right decision of leaving those up. That yeah. you actually really enjoyed them. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, it would have been a shame uh, if I if I didn't get to see them. Um, like I knew the title, like the title seems so familiar. And when your your uh, MA actor started joking, I was like, "This is just I know this joke from somewhere." And then I, go- I had to Google it. And I was like, "Oh, but <laughs> yeah." Uh, yeah. F- I mean, the first thing I thought 
which was nice. It's like, oh, it's the guy from the other 48-hour film contest. He's back again. He grew it up. is. It's definitely Morgan Fay. Yeah. And Do I need him to act in something again, but uh, yeah. he vanished and went to go live on a farm. Wow. And then I was out. Basically, he had no contact with anybody. And it's like, he's one of the main people I like to use for acting because he's a great actor. And then at one point, I went to go do um, a thing called Youth Corps, where you basically go into the middle of nowhere for a month, sleep in a tent for a month, and you just do heavy labor. And it was like building like, yeah, we were building like paths, cutting out paths on like a cliffside going up a summit of a mountain. Mm -hmm. And so I show up out there because I'm like, at that point, I was really depressed. I wanted to get as far away from Portland as possible. Mm. And so, yeah, I go out there. I'm trying to, like, I've got no phone. I'm just out in the wilderness working with these random people I've never met before. And all of a sudden, I find him. Morgan oh, Fay, the actor from all my movies. <laughs> he's just there. And I'm like, how are you here? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we saw each other twice on that trip. Throughout the entire month, we found each other one more time, and then like, and it was yeah, mm -hmm. it was very very surreal. Because keep in mind, I didn't really know him that well until we started shooting together, and then but yeah, just winding up in the middle of nowhere and just discovering him there was one of the most trippy things ever. Yeah, when you said move to a farm or somewhere you know out of nowhere, I thought it was like a Kanye, like he was like some. It got some money or something somewhere because it's not a, like we like I think people are moving to Texas and stuff, but like oh everyone's moving to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the fact that like every single person wants to go to Texas now, it's kind of shocking. But like, eh, let's see. I feel like like Rogan thought he had something, but I think he'll move back. I think these people who moved out, <laughs> he keeps flexing on it. Yeah. Like, he keeps acting like this is, like, the greatest decision ever. And he keeps being, like, bragging about all the people yeah. he convinced to move there. So it's like, eh? I, he's hoping to make, like, Austin, like, a comedy hub. So let's yeah. see if that actually happens. Funny, in some way. Yeah. Um, and his even his friends, I'm going a little bit off track, of course. His meeting uh, <laughs> friends, uh, recently she was like there's a lot of homeless people in austin i don't know what you're talking about like rogan's trying to make it look like an, 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 an utopia or something mm. and uh yeah yeah it's just kind of funny yeah no i saw i saw that clip got posted i didn't watch it yet but i'm <laughs> i'm like a third th way through yeah uh so for a lot of your music videos or at least the visuals, there's a lot of kaleidoscope imagery, at least yes. a couple of years ago. Uh, is that from your childhood, the love of kaleidoscope, or is it aesthetic, uh, aesthetically pleasing? What's the... Uh... I just find it, like, I just find anything really trippy aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I, don't, I had a kaleidoscope as a kid, but I have no real attachment to it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no. I just generally like, I just love the look of a kaleidoscopic morphing image. Mm -hmm. So um, this is kind of just like a question for me, but on your link tree, one of your links, it's a website called Matter, which I've maybe just don't remember, but what is Matter? What is Matter? Okay. Matter is, Matter's dead, by the way. <laughs> it's like, dead um so it was basically a website that was that popped up and it was created by some of the og soundcloud class mm. and they basically decided we'll make a website that's essentially soundcloud 2.0 mm. so they tried they got a bunch of big soundcloud influencers to funnel people in mm. um they funneled me in <laughs> and the thing is for about a month it was really easy to grow and it was a giant community. All these artists were like talking and collaborating. I was on there for like a month. I made songs with like five people during that time, just because everybody was talking. And then it just dried up and nobody's there anymore. And now they like rebranded the site 
and like they're trying to distance themselves from how it used to be and there are all these bugs and it was like so yeah nobody all the people i know who are on matter and who i met on matter none of them fuck with it anymore so yeah most likely i don't think it's gonna gain anymore but yeah it was basically essentially just another soundcloud but there was a bit of like a facebook message board aspect to it too and there's like a live chat yeah yeah well this is not the same but there's an well we all know that app it's uh oh there it is i haven't used it for so long I, that reminds me of clubhouse are you i oh, used yes. clubhouse for like two days i was like okay it's just networking and like people talking yep. so i was like and then i just haven't ever used it again yeah, I heard people talking about it, but yeah, it never really caught my attention. Yeah, and like nobody to use really. Talk- yeah, exactly. Um, so let's go. Let's go talk about the pickup course because I <laughs> I laugh at it pretty much every time I hear. I listen to it multiple times, and also you also clearly loved it too because you put it on. Uh, I think made a video for it and everything. Um, I made a okay so uh let's also make so uh true story entirely true story none of that was a lie uh but yeah no so i fucked with it i was like really happy when i made it no i was depressed when i made it but uh i'll get to that in a second (laughs) um so uh, yeah i promoted it on the hive on the hive mind live stream at one point i submitted it just because enough people were telling me that they thought it was hilarious so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to submit this and see what they say. Mm-hmm. Everybody roasted me. Everybody was just like, what the fuck is this dude? And I got so sad because it was like just hate comment after hate comment after hate comment. So it's so weird how people view it in so many different ways. Because I've had so many people come up to me and be like, oh my God, pickup course is hilarious. And then it's just that section of like the underground is just like, no. Get that shit as far away from me as possible. Are they some guys that? that they sound like your favorite Martian? And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, but like, is that a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, but- I love. I had this idea recently that like I really want to make a song with Ray William Johnson just because I feel like he's lowered down on like the clout like meter, and like he's probably reachable by email. And, like, with his music, like, his music right now gets, like, a thousand streams a month. So it's, like, as an artist, he's pretty low down. So it's, like, I feel like I could totally, like, somehow convince Ray William Johnson to make a song with me. And I think it would be amazing. Yeah. He's, um, he definitely wants to come back. So anybody who he thinks can, you know, essentially be youthful like and get, get some relevance to it i think that'll help yeah i've been figuring out like i've been thinking about this a lot of just like how do i word this email where he responds and says yes because i'm like if that could happen that would <laughs> that would be the highlight of i don't know how long that'd be amazing yeah but yeah no so pickup course is a real story though it was oh yeah that was me being highly depressed not getting women, uh, basically going on a bunch of dates. I, uh, beginning of COVID, somehow I had gone on like 20 dates. Wow. Like, I think not beginning of COVID, but like eh, between, between, between 2019 and 2020 and in the beginning of, yeah, like around that time, I had been on like 25 dates. All of them were miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? I keep getting people who say they want to go on a date with me. And then it just becomes really awkward or it'll go really fine. And then it just doesn't go anywhere. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So of course I just looked up some stuff and then Google, as we know, we're living in 1984 and Google started suggesting me lots of pickup ads. And yeah, I've been on the pickup community before. It's really toxic. Honestly, yeah, I really hate the pickup community, but um, I got some ad that was basically just like, hey, are you having trouble with women? Well, uh, here's my course, and I will teach you how to have success. And at the time, I was really, really depressed, and they caught me on the right day, 
because I was just down. And I was just like, okay, fuck it. It's like, it's 40 bucks. Keep in mind, I only had like 50 bucks in my bank account at the time. <laughs> and I was just like, hello, it's an investment. What can I say? So <laughs> I paid the money for the course and then immediately regretted it. Like in the first couple seconds of just realizing, oh shit, I actually dropped 40 bucks. What am I doing? So then I just cried. And then I spent like, two hours just going on this walk just trying to like a stress walk i'm like i need like what am i gonna do like fucking a because i read a bit of the course and i'm like this is some bullshit what am i doing and then uh on the walk i came up with the hook for pickup course mm. and then i came home and i was like kind of crying and i was still in like this really emotional state and i was just like fuck it we're gonna make like we're just gonna make it and kind of also my idea was like specifically trying to use like a taiga type beat, <laughs> like that entire sound. I yeah. wanted it to seem like a club song, except it's just, it's reverse club song. Mm-hmm. It's the idea of like, oh, your normal club song is I have women. I have a lot of money. This club song is flexing. I don't have any women. And I'm so stressed out about not having enough women that I'm spending the last of my money on that. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of lessons were was the guy teaching you? Oh my god. Uh there was uh one like his main point throughout the entire thing is if you're interested in a girl, you got to call her friend a lot. Oh, very good point. You got to got to call her friend. Oh. That's that's a good way. <laughs> that's the worst advice I've ever heard actually. Yeah, I I have not heard worse. Like my friend, uh, he's like, uh, I just got like ghosted by a girl. My friend's like, chin up, King. Um, here's like this guy who makes videos and he has a book. Um, and that guy is essentially just like ignored them, ignored them until they, and then when they yep. when they get back to you, get a date immediately. Like, yep. I, I, I even bought the book because I was so sad, but like I read like two pages was like, this is not logical. This makes no sense. Like I'm not yeah. going to. And even if it is, it's just such bordering on the line of just really fucked up. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> like it's just like really, really dark psychology. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do when, once you actually, you know, become, become a couple like you're like, it's going to be so toxic. Bit? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be horrible. Uh, I mean, I'm so interested. What about um, what is a pickup community like? What like I've never even knew that was a community. I don't really know. I mean, like I've been around it. I've seen a good share of pickup videos. But mm-hmm. yeah, like say the pickup community on YouTube is just like sleazy looking dudes walking up to a video. I'm walking up to like some woman. And then having some guy secretly film and be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to show you like and they call it like in session or some shit. They're like, say, we're going to do this. You know, we're in session right now. You know, we're going to go like and then it's like, oh, yeah. And then they talk to the women and then usually they get the woman and it's probably staged <laughs> and it's very, very cringe. Yeah. Um, so the like. I don't know, like a year ago, like my me, like and my friends were getting worried, like, okay, like we can't even meet people anymore. What what should we do? And then I came across like a King of the Hell clip where it was essentially just like Boomhauer asking like a whole room, like a store full of women, until he actually has one to go out of him. <laughs> that's that's it's the, that. I actually learned like it kind of just like re uh, strengthened my belief in like okay it's just a game of chance you know you don't and make any if you don't make anything if you don't shoot, sure. you don't take your shot but um, I mean your your uh, your concern was wasn't really about picking up people though because you said you went on so many dates I guess when you say pick up you mean like pick up and keep them around I guess yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eh, does it count to pick up someone if uh, 
you only see them once. Yeah. Eh, maybe it's like I can see someone on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> yeah. If they like go to you, with you to some place, like that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Like if you only see someone once, it's yeah. like I wanted an actual relationship, but like, eh, I'm working on it. Yeah. Fair enough. So let's let's switch gears. So uh, your video for nothing. Um, great story. Yeah. And I realized that by the second time I watched it, the story is actually a loop. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Okay. You noticed. Thank fucking God. Okay. So no one else has noticed that yet. Wow. Literally nobody else has noticed that. Because I'm I'm a I'm a I guess closeted film critic, so I uh, watch everything try to watch everything twice and uh i mean that, um, that's great but I, I mean i hope more people notice because you did put a lot of effort you know yeah no for the last shot we hiked up we hiked up this like this giant like snowy hill for two miles carrying mm-hmm. all the plastic from the room mm-hmm. in the snow and then we set up the tunnel in the snow and then shot it as we're like racing against daylight, it was really stressful to get, but it was like, no, we need to make sure that like, as I come out, it looks fluid and it looks like it really connects and it's actually back in the same forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the song, how did that, uh, how did that come across? So um, to back up, uh, the guy I made the nothing music video with is named Tommy, Tommy Calgreen. So yeah, if everyone, here liked the nothing video and if you haven't seen the nothing video yet everyone here should definitely go watch it uh so yeah i met him at starbucks and he is a filmmaker photographer and we're talking and just talking about film talking about photography and he stopped me when i was working on something i was working on that song nothing the day he met me as in i was just at starbucks making that track and then he started talking to me and then eventually somehow he heard the song and we were like hitting off. We were like having a lot of just deep conversations and then we kept in touch. And then like two months later, like we've been talking on and off and then it was just like, okay, let's actually like make something together. Cause we kept talking about art so many times and it was like, okay, let's actually make a piece of art together right now. And we're like, okay, let's just do the track that I was making when I met you. So that's how that all came together. And yeah, the track like was definitely kind of inspired by a few things. Kind of inspired by like Crystal Castles for one, a bit of Moby, who I love Moby by the way. Um, definitely a bit of like craft work and like a lot of like eighties early electronic music. Mm-hmm. And um, some like uh, Chemical Brothers. That's pretty much kind of like the sonic combination I was attempting to go for. Yeah, it's cool, man. Are you and uh, your director for for that video working on something else? Or okay, oh, so I'm gonna plug it now. Yep. We've got three videos. <laughs> We have we're coming out with bangers. We've got three videos. So every um so on my EP Solstice mm-hmm. uh, is three songs, nothing eternal and Sonder, mm-hmm. and so yeah we're dropping three music videos, so every song on the album is gonna have their own short film music video attached. That's great, that's beautiful. So yeah, the eternal video I just finished, I I have a rough cut of right now, and I'm gonna probably drop that next. Friday, I think, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna give it about two weeks, and then drop the Sonder video. Mm-hmm. Great, can't wait, can't wait. So yeah, no, I'm like, I'm getting excited because I'm finally like stocking things up, and my plan is just to start posting on YouTube every two weeks. I'm just gonna either drop a song, drop a visual, drop a music video, drop a lyric video, or maybe drop like a video of me talking, or maybe like a DJ mix. Cause yeah, I definitely want to do like a DJ mix like in the forest or something. I've been thinking about that recently. Yeah, those British guys are crazy with the DJing. Like, oh, 100%. When I was running ads, uh, I ran ads really, really briefly for the Nothing video. And uh, 
I was trying to target them all to Germany. <laughs> Yeah. Because I'm just like, my audience is all German. I know that. So I'm like, I'm just going to send this to Germany and Berlin and let's see if I can get some people on me. <laughs> and it didn't work. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just um, set the bar pretty high for with that project. So can't wait to see the other. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to set myself up for failure. But, um, but yeah, no. The Eternal video is going to be a very different pace. and uh, But yeah, I guess as a hint, it takes place, it's connected to the Nothing video in a way involving that room. Mm. So yeah, that's all That's all, all I'll say. But yeah. yeah, so that's coming out soon. And then the Sonder video, a brief sort of, do you, do you know what the word Sonder means? Uh... Explain it to me. <laughs> um, it's from, have you ever heard of the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows? No. <laughs> okay. It's, it's this dictionary that came out where this guy created it as essentially a dictionary of words he invented that describe feelings everybody's had and experienced, but have never had a way to really express. Oh, uh. And yeah, no, I like the dictionary of of of, of obscure sorrows a lot. And right now, it's only an online dictionary, but they're about to release a hardcover, and I'm gonna buy it because I love it. But yeah, they have a they have a word called sonder, and the word sonder is essentially the realization that you are part of a small, you are just a very small part of a big system. It's the realization that like. <clears throat> yeah like there are all these people that go pass that pass by you in cars you'll walk by in the street you'll never talk to them but they have their own life and their life is as complex as your own they have the same struggles as you in their own way and most of these people 99.9 percent .9 of the world you're never going to even speak to and that's out there yeah i'm sure that's just the beauty in that so yeah that's what the song saunders about and yeah. that's what the video is about. And I'm really proud of the video because essentially the idea, as I was talking about earlier, how we're shooting downtown Portland, the idea is essentially like me taking a walk through Portland from start to finish throughout a night. So it's, I'm just kind of wandering and I'm observing all the different people and characters and all the people that pass me by and all these different personalities that exist within the city at night. So yeah, that's kind of the premise of the Sonder video short film, which is going to come out pretty soon. Excellent. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of Portland, I was going to ask this earlier, but uh, well, I think a lot of people only know about Portland by Portlandia, Fred Armisen's show. Yes. And <laughs> which, I mean, to be fair, I like Portlandia a lot <laughs> because it's way too accurate. Port, I mean, people might hate me for this, but no, Portlandia is pretty accurate. <laughs> and I appreciate that about Portland. Mm. The the quirky 90s. Uh... Also, have, do you know the song from Portlandia? The dream of the 90s live yeah. in Portland? Yeah. I, I want to remix that song really badly. I was thinking about either doing like electronic remix of it or doing like a rap remix and like flexing about being the king of portland but i haven't decided if i'm actually going to do it yet that would be a very important very portland thing and i definitely think you should do it yeah <laughs> i think that's great that'd be so uh not super niche but like it's just i enjoy the thought of that a lot yeah <laughs> um, what part of it well i guess we we were we kind of went over what which part of it are the most accurate about ever how portland portrayed portland like, just say, like, I don't know, like, like, clearly there's some hyperbole at play, but like, it's just say the first, like the first Portlandia episode <laughs> where they go to the restaurant and they order the chicken and then they ask where the chicken's from and the waitress doesn't know. So they do all this like research and then they hunt down like the farm and then they just decide that they're going to go and like visit the farm to make sure they know where their poultry is coming from and then at the end they join a cult 
Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean that was way ahead of its time. Like people are like love free range now everywhere. So yeah, they definitely predicted that one. Well, right. yeah, no, it's like definitely there's a real character trait there of people like really, really wanting to know and asking way too many questions. So yeah, I don't know. Portlandia definitely like is a bunch of like real things that I've actually experienced, but then just hyped up and just like dramatized or comatized or <laughs> those aren't words, but yeah, you know what I mean. That's 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 cool. Like it's so if you say like uh, some of it is actually true, uh that just kind of makes me want to visit more because like I want to see how slow the service is. <laughs> because Ugh. it's not like we have hipster service here we have like i guess toronto always wants to be something um the more gentrified areas like it feels like portland to me but you know could be different i guess yeah portland's a weird from form of gentrification though like they're definitely like real gentrification but like it's a mixture between like i don't because yeah, it's so different than like say seattle Mm-hmm. Seattle's only a three three ish hour drive away, mm-hmm. and they're like very different vibes. I guess like the thing about Portland is it's surrounded by so much nature. Like like yeah, you have like the biggest, well, at least one of the biggest like urban parks in the world, Forest Park, which is huge, and then you have like state parks surrounding it, and you've got mountains, and you've got rivers, and you've got trees throughout the entire city. So yeah, it's the like the people it draws are usually hipsters, kind of hippie, kind of fringe, kind of weird, but also like really into nature. So yeah, I think that's probably one of the things that makes it really stand out from say a city like Seattle yeah. or something like Toronto. But I don't know that much about Toronto. Toronto looks really cool though. Yeah, Toronto's um, like it's it's like when people say Toronto, I think they could be saying different things. Um, I think yeah. most people only know it by by the Drake's Toronto, like CN Tower. And- <laughs> Around the six with my walls. Yeah, with my walls. You know how that shit goes. You know how that shit goes. I think I, I don't remember if Chappelle or the comedian was like looking up the word walls. It's like it just means friends. Like so, <laughs> it is my friend. It sounds cool though. Yeah, it is, and I still listen to like. You know, it's cool to listen to like some some music that people everywhere in the world has heard it, and it's really talking about your city. Uh, it's sometimes cool, like if you listen to uh, views on the subway or something. It does it does vibe, yeah. And at least he still has a house here. He's not like a lot of uh, celebrities <laughs> in LA and never come back. Yeah, because yeah. I was um... and then write songs bitching about LA after they like <laughs> left Toronto and moved there. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, uh, I went to high school in Timmins, which is the hometown of Shania Twain. And you know Shania Twain oh, okay. in Timmins, Ontario, which is like northern, northern, uh, not Yukon, Canada, not Alaska, but like very isolated. I'm, I'm sure she's never. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm on a tangent again. Uh, so, I mean, it sounds like you're very, you're very proud and happy to be in portland so i don't you, you you're um probably just going to uh spend the rest of your life in portland right there's no plans to try to i don't know mm. uh so i've been talking like i eh, i want to see the world for sure yeah. um i've been talking with my friend everywhere who's on the track alter boy with me mm-hmm. um he's been talking about moving to um amsterdam Okay. And he's trying to convince me to move to Amsterdam because he keeps telling me that like Amsterdam is like Portland, but cooler and <laughs> like, it's really cozy and like, it's like a total vibe and I need to move there. And then at one point, like I was getting a song, one of my ambient songs was like getting a bunch of streams in Amsterdam. And I'm like, well, like, I guess you're right. <laughs> so potentially I moved to Amsterdam. Who knows? That's really cool. I don't want to be wrong about this, but one of my favorite musicians, uh, Benny Sings, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's from Holland. Uh, mm. So his videos often would feature like a canal, like 
you know, the as like very similar to Amsterdam, like those walkways right around the water, and it's definitely a vibe. And um, did you make it? Sorry, huh? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely trying to at least go. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I don't live there, go for at least a month. Like, that sounds like a vibe. So definitely, definitely. What did your friend make that idea up during? Uh, the recent years two years or or was it like a lifelong mission he mentioned that to me three months ago (laughs) okay yeah so this was a pandemic idea but like a lot of people i think their pandemic days are good because like it's it's what you want to do deep down anyways so now that you have enough oh for sure about it i think because yeah it's like i need if i'm gonna move to a city i need it to be popping but also not overwhelming. It can't be New York. Whatever. Please, please have it not be New York. I was in, I've been to New York once. New York was really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, oh my God, I can't stay there for more than four days or I'm going to be drained. Yeah, I stayed there for like a week. I crashed at a friend's couch. And uh, well, this is just a story of another story of me being stupid, but I didn't really grasp the idea of vpn so i just spent a day in his apartment watching snl clips like i could have done so much more <laughs> I barely touched brooklyn i i only like i didn't go to queens i didn't go to bronx like next time i need to go to the boroughs oh, oh shit what i when i went to new york uh one of the coolest things i did is i went to um the birthplace of hip-hop mm. which i don't know if you're familiar with sedwick avenue Mm-hmm. But it's the original building uh, that hip hop was basically essentially founded on, yeah. um, where DJ Cool Herc had his first ever hip hop party, where he was—he's the guy that invented essentially record scratching, yeah, invented DJ. like the merry the merry go round effect, where you take a vinyl and you loop it. Mm-hmm. And so that man, DJ Cool Herc, who apparently liked my photo on Instagram, which was another highlight of my life. Yeah, um, sure. he had a party and it's this famous hip hop story of him basically needing to pay for his sister's clothes. Mm. So he's like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so he decided I'm just going to throw a giant party in his basement. So he had this party and he started like scratching and no one had ever seen it before and it blew people's minds. And then essentially that's how we get hip hop. Mm-hmm. And it's been this place in the Bronx has been considered the birthplace of hip hop. So I showed up being like i need to see this yeah. so yeah it was pretty much just a normal random kind of janky tall building yeah. and then immediately as i'm there just waiting out front just wandering around i see some dude come down with like a vacuum cleaner and he like gives it to some dude and the dude gives him a bunch of money and then gets in the car <laughs> and it's like oh my god i just watched a drug deal <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, and man. then I ended up like, I decided to like, at that point, I'm just like, okay, like I am at the birthplace of hip hop. I'm going to go in, but like, there's no like memorial or like any like real thing there. It's just an address. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I waited for someone to open the door. I ran in and then I went up the elevator to the top floor. And this is a like 20 floor building. So I'm just hanging out on like the balcony of this 24 building which is the birthplace of hip hop <laughs> with my two friends overlooking all of new york and then i decided to play rapper's delight on my phone and i'm like this is the moment this is the moment i need to listen to the first hip hop song ever recorded in the birthplace of hip hop overlooking new york it was it was great yeah i can imagine i can imagine you know that feeling that sounds like an amazing feeling. And um, I think, I don't know, I'm surprised more, not more people pay homage. Like, it's like the mecca of hip hop, essentially. I'm surprised not. Oh, 100%. Like, it's not like a tourist trap already, but. It's like most people don't know who Cool Herc even is. Yeah. <laughs> like I most know. of the old, people know who Flash is, but that's kind of the only, yeah, one of the only DJs from that era anyone knows. Mm-hmm. yeah the netflix show hip-hop i think it's called hip-hop history uh, evolution 
Hey, Pop Evolution. Evolution. Hey, Pop, Pop Evolution. Uh, hosted by Shaz, which is a Canadian. He's from here. Um, yes. It was just so excellent. Like I knew bits and pieces of hip hop history, but he was just so insightful. Oh yeah, no, that show is fantastic. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Get Down? Uh, I have yet to seen the Get Down. Oh, you need to go see the Get Down. From what I can tell, you would love it. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, no, it's a it's a dramatization series about the history of hip hop. And like this guy making this rapper, sort of, but like it's really good. Like it's kind of like fa- it's almost like a fantasy movie, mm-hmm. and that's what I like about it. Because you know, like that kind of trope of like a lot of like early hip hop, how it's tied in with like the kung fu scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same so thing. it plays on that a lot. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like turning like sort of like a kung fu story and hip hop story, and there's like a lot of elements of like magical realism. And just like, like urban magical realism, which is really interesting. And like, yeah, all about like the graffiti culture and like all these like abandoned buildings and making it just seem like this epic fantasy. And it's really cool. Yeah. And it only, you need to watch it. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time. It blew my mind. Because you're so knowledgeable. And it's like making, it makes like scratching seem like this magical like thing Mm. that you're like doing, like this ritual you're doing. And like that, like they're all like wizards, and everyone has to like learn the magic. Mm-hmm. That's great. I was just saying, like you're so knowledgeable, and also you're so uh, passionate. You could be like an excellent like real estate agent or something if you ever. Oh my god! I was hoping you were gonna say anything but real estate agent. <laughs> I was thinking sales, sales, sales. Real estate agent doesn't sound so bad, Ugh. but yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I could, I mean, well, thank you, I guess, because yeah. that would be a good career. But like, that also sounds like hell. It could be hell. It could very much be hell. Yeah. Like you figure now houses now, especially in crazy markets like Toronto and uh, LA, like houses sell themselves. But I guess yep. it's like a turf. Floor. I mean, currently my plan is come at my parents' house. Yeah. Uh, I want to go. Yeah, I'm thinking about, like, how do I get out of here? And <laughs> I've been thinking, like, I want to find, like, a really cool house and then move into the closet and do some Harry Potter shit. <laughs> like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, give me give me six by six. <laughs> and it's like, I can create, like, some kind of, I can put my bed there, put my laptop there, put my projector there. It's like, I, c- I could make that work. Build a bunk. Like, you know, like, build build like a loft in the six by six. So like I sleep up top and then hang out down below, just conserve the space. Like that would be bomb. And then do like some MTV crib shit and like have people come over and like film in my six by six closet. You have a really minimalist workstation. Like I can't even see how I can fit all my stuff in there in like a closet. I don't know how I can live in a closet. I mean, eh? This is a fantasy. (laughs) The fantasy where physical things don't. I I mean, eh, it's like, I mean, my workstation is my laptop. And when I'm doing vocals, it's my mic. So it's like, I could figure out, say my mic right now is in a closet. Check this out. Zoom. Sweet. I mean, it's practically, yeah. so I don't see why, I think that's a decent setup. I, uh, I'm in the, I pretty much live in a basement now and there's like a walkway that's pretty much a closet and it's got great acoustics. Uh, I used to record in there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't blame. Yeah. That's a vibe. Living in the basement is hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I think we could talk for another hour and I think I'm, Oh, we could. <laughs> we definitely could. Yeah. Uh, really, I think I really vibe with your energy, and uh, well, thank you. That means a lot. I vibe with your energy. Yeah. Like, honestly, this conversation is going so much better than I was expecting. So, like, shout out to both of us. Yeah. So uh, we both did our jobs, right? Perfect. So, besides the upcoming EP and the videos, which I'm sure will be very enjoyable, uh, what else uh, is on is on Inzina Works? Okay. 
So I've got, basically I've got a bunch of unreleased songs that I want to drop. I've got like, I've got like a rap rap song that I want to drop called Funky Fresh Rhymes that I'm really happy with, but mm-hmm. I've been just waiting for a feature and all the people I hit up for features have basically just ghosted me. <laughs> so, and it's like, I know this is like my best work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I need someone good on this. So, hey, if anybody's watching and you're like actually a good MC, hit me up. I'd love to have you on my song. So that's happening. Then I've got like a bunch of like lo-fi hip hop stuff. Got a bunch of like beats I've been making, but like, yeah, I've got like a lo-fi hip hop song with me singing on it called Delirium about the anxiety of not being able to fall asleep and being like Mm. trapped awake for a long period of time. So yeah, that song, I just finished up some like subtle touches. So I'm going to drop that soon. And I've got also like a lo-fi like piano ballad indie song too. And I was going to drop both of those together as like a two pack. And then, yeah, besides that, I've got, um, I've got a song I'm going to drop called Riot inspired by all the riots in Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that song is like aggressive SoundCloud auto-tune hyper-pop shit with like just emotion and it's gonna have like it's featuring Connor Fubister and Gucci Aslan and um it's yeah it's got like a lot of like blown out bass got like heavy live guitar from uh Connor Fubister it's got like a lot of like really interesting auto-tune harmonies and stuff and a lot of energy so I think that's going to be like a single. That's going to be the next thing that I push heavily because I like the sound of it. I'm planning on doing some kind of music video in this abandoned car factory that I found. Nice. (laughs) I literally found this giant like car factory somewhere in North Portland. And like you go in, it looks again like a post-apocalyptic movie. They're like all these skaters building ramps in there. And then you see like all these like graffitied cars. And then there's like a giant boat. And it's just there. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? How did I get here? But yeah, no. So like, I'm definitely trying to go shoot something really epic there for it. And then drop that. I want to have like me like going crazy with like the abandoned cars. And then have my friend on a guitar, like in the warehouse playing guitar live. Like that's the vibe I'm trying to go for. So I'm going to hype that up. That's going to be like the big single. And then after that, I've got, some more like random kind of like low-key electronic songs that I've got, but they're just, eh. I don't know if I'm ever going to release them or if I'm just going to drop them as like demos or something. Oh, I guess uh, I'm talking fast now because there are all these things I was going to say. Um, somebody hit me up saying they want to do a remix of Nothing. Mm. Great. I'm blank on that guy's name. Chinu. Uh, <laughs> Chinu. C-H-I-N-U. He's, uh, I'm not sure where he's from, but I've heard some of his music. He's a house artist and I really fuck with him. So yeah, he's dropping a remix to nothing really soon. So I'm going to be promoting that and promoting him with that. I'm super excited to see what he does with it. And honestly, I think it might make the song actually even better. So I'm pumped. And then besides that, last thing being, um, yeah, I've got like a lot, because I write a lot. I do for many years I was kind of just too afraid to actually like record vocals because I felt like my setup wasn't good enough and I still really feel like my setup is good enough I just try anyhow mm-hmm. but so yeah I've got so many years of bars just saved up and slowly being edited down to just the best kind of like punchlines possible so I'm working on like one big rap album that just showcases my lyrical ability as much as possible and I'm going to collab with my friend Connor Fubister again, and he's going to produce. And we're going to make, basically, I want to do something that's like always morphing. I want to make some kind of experimental hip-hop project where beats are always changing, completely new beats, beat, cut, beat totally cuts out, like all kinds of different sounds, all kinds of different like genres blended together with transitions. And it's going to be like a 10-minute just like hit, 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 hit type thing. So yeah, that's going to come out at some point. 
Uh, and that's going to be like, hopefully that's going to be the best thing I've ever made. That's what I like really want to work on. But I, I got to like wait for his schedule to open up enough to actually like sit down and start composing the actual music. But yeah, so that's also I wanted to like drop a comic book with it <laughs> because I want to. Huh? That's cool. Man. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, no, I want to call it Falling Alice versus the Whack MCs, Volume 1. Yeah. And then it's going to be a comic book about me trying to defeat all the Whack rappers of Portland. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's about it. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot to look forward to. Uh, can't wait to enjoy everything you're going As you can out. tell, my brain is a very, very cluttered place. It's an uh, it's, uh, organized clutter. It's organized clutter. I see that it, it's all you can find where you left them all. Yeah, my brain. Usually, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, really nice to meet you. Uh, really nice. To yeah, see really you. nice to meet you too. This has been great. Yeah, hopefully uh, everything goes well and uh, stay safe. And yeah, can't wait. You for as well, for sure. Wait for what's to come. Uh, thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for the interview. I really appreciate it. Yeah. This means a lot. So, yeah. Enjoy. And yeah, everybody, uh, if you're listening, if you're still listening, watch the Falling Alice to Nothing music video. Follow yeah. me on Instagram, Falling Alice underscore. Follow me on Spotify, just all the places. I, I'm slowly growing. It's exciting. So, yeah. yeah. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. I just noticed that I got like 25 subs today. And I haven't had that much in ages. So mm. I'm getting like psyched. So yeah. Yeah. Really. Thank you guys for hearing me talk and ramble. And yeah. Yeah. Fuck yes. Good energy, man. Hope you have a good night. Hope you do too. Thanks. Y'all, good night. Bye.